I'm just beyond exhausted, mentally and physically. Hi lovely people, welcome to the diary of an ex-teacher navigating the world of well-being. I'm Ashley, known on social media as Mindful Miss Green, and in this podcast, I'll share my experiences of leaving teaching after 14 years and how I'm now navigating my new career in the world of well-being. Every episode, I'll share some tips on improving your well-being through positive psychology, science and coaching, and I'll basically have a blather about the constant journey of trying to be well in a world where there's so much to grapple with. We all want to flourish, so let's do it together. So in you come, and let's have a wee chat. Hi, hi everyone. So nice to come back again, like every Sunday, to just chitter-chatter about something to do with well-being and to say hi to you all. Thanks again so much to all the people that message me. It's just so nice to like hear your stories and chat with you. Um, so the diary entry that I included there at the beginning of this episode um, is from January this year, so I've cheated a little bit. And the reason that I wanted to kind of read back in my diary and it's just remember different times where I've felt different things. So although this happened in January, um, I was writing about, and that's the only sentence that I wrote on that day. <laughs> and then on the next day I wrote see above because I couldn't even be bothered like explaining my real internal landscape at that point. Um, you know, and often I'm quite detailed day to day in my diary entries, but these days in particular, I was just really quite tired. So I thought it would be an appropriate um, episode to talk a little bit about burnout. Um, I know that all teachers have experienced burnout at some stage in their career. Um, other industries, people that um, listen, that work in different sectors, you can also experience burnout. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that this episode and also share some of the symptoms to look out for and then some ways that you can try and prevent burnout because every year I used to always begin the year thinking right this year I'm going to really look after mental health and well-being Um, I'm not going to feel stressed I just don't have space for stress this year and inevitably partly because of like my makeup and who I am but also you know there's just different levels of stress throughout the year there's pinch points and obviously if you work in an office environment there's different pinch points throughout the year also. So burnout can be defined as a severe stress whether it's in the physical mental or emotional exhaustion realm so combining all three of those you know feeling like just completely overwhelmed physically mentally and emotionally can be signs of burnout and there's different areas of life where this can happen there's career induced burnout when you're doing so much at work and work always takes priority over your own self-care, then if this is a consistent, continuous pattern, then burnout can become inevitable. There's also a type of burnout that parents experience, especially with young children. You know, life is completely different and your energy levels are just completely zapped. So, um, you know, parental burnout is a thing. And I've seen that with some of my friends that have got young children and they're still going to work every day and they're, you know, not sleeping at night because they've got tiny people who like to shout through the night (laughs) or cry, whatever it is, you know. So there's different areas in life that also can contribute to, to burnout. So 
some of the symptoms that kind of mentioned there, exhaustion, now that can be physical exhaustion, obviously. Um, some people have a job that's like more physically intensive. I know for sure when I was in school, more so teaching the younger ones, you never really sat down throughout the day, which was great for my Fitbit step count. I used to get like 6,000 steps and work. And then I would make sure that I walked for 4,000 out with work in the evening to try and hit that 10,000 when I wasn't too tired to go out a walk, that is. Um, but, you know, physical exhaustion can also be a contributor to burnout so if you're a labor intensive job um, but also when you think about mental exhaustion um, I know that there's a lot of people like doctors and things nurses teachers in the office accountants people with numbers you know it's just mental exhaustion can really take hold and that's when the brain feels so overwhelmed that it starts just to not think clearly and you get kind of brain fog, you become indecisive, there's just, it's almost like short circuiting, (laughs) there's just too much to think about. Also, if people are experiencing burnout, sometimes they can kind of isolate themselves a little bit. Because in the workplace, for example, it's if you're with others, then you might be asked to do even more that your capacity is already creaking at the seams, you know, you don't have any space for anything else. So isolating to just sit with the things that you've already got to do is a coping mechanism for some people. Other people have um, escape fantasy plans, you know, thinking about different career changes, thinking about selling all their possessions and going to live in a beach hut somewhere (laughs) or living in the top of a mountain where there's no wi-fi you know people sit and think about different ways to live when they're experiencing burnout I definitely know that there's been times in my life where I've thought about that you know and my favorite thing to say was just to go and teach yoga on a beach somewhere and live a very simple (laughs) quiet life um also people that are experiencing burnout can you know exhibit like irritability you know um can be more irritable when speaking in conversations, can be more irritable with family in the evening because obviously when you're with people who your family live in your house, you feel more safe with them to express how you're really feeling. Um, Typically, obviously not always the case, but sometimes those closest to you might experience more irritability from you because you've contained things so much in the workplace. This also goes for children at school, you know, sometimes um, when they get home, they just let off steam and might have a bit of a tantrum or be cross at something. And again, it could be this irritability that's like popping its head up, you know, because someone might be experiencing burnout. Also, I definitely know people that experience more physical illnesses. You know, they might always have a cold or cold sores. Their skin might um, take a turn for the worse, you know. And there's just all these physical symptoms that people um, recognise within themselves when they say that they're feeling a bit run down. And again, it's definitely something to sit and take stock of. Think back to a time in your life where you feel like you have kind of experienced burnout and overwhelm and think about what were the physical symptoms. There was also a time um, around that time that I wrote in my diary, my back and neck and everything was really sore. It was just like jammed full of stress. And I went to the chiropractor and it was just amazing. Like I think I had three sessions maybe or two two or three um 
you know, and she was telling me, like, she sees a lot of teachers and, you know, people that work in offices that are looking over the computer. Um, so, and I'm not really a sporty person, you know, I don't really do any sports or I, I like to walk, I like yoga, I like Pilates. Occasionally I'll go for a very slow swim. <laughs> so, um, you know, I never have any sporting injuries or anything. I know that some of my friends that maybe run have a an injury that keeps coming back or whatever. But this, um, when I went to the chiropractor and my neck was just so sore at the top of my spine and the bottom of my back and it was just physically, um, you know, tense and my shoulders were up at my ears, you know, and I was trying to do things to alleviate it myself, like a bit of exercise out walking, um, trying doing some stretches or just do some meditation, you know, relax my, self-regulate my nervous system, um, but also I needed to go and see the chiropractor for sure, and I'm so glad that I did. So people also, like I was saying, might have, you know, things that pop up when you feel like you're run down or starting to experience burnout so take a stock of what they are for you and do this when you feel well <laughs> because there's nothing worse than feeling rubbish and burnt out and then sitting thinking about all the things that have made you feel that way so my advice would be sit and think about what are the symptoms for you when you do actually when you are feeling well so that you know what to kind of look out for if you start to experience um, burnout or, you know, feeling physically exhausted or mentally exhausted. Or even if you're just feeling one of those things, then you can think, right, okay, I'm feeling this way mentally, so physically I need to make sure that, you know, I'm drinking enough water because I know my skin breaks out if I'm really stressed, whatever it might be. So um, another kind of symptom people experience in extreme cases is like depersonalization where you just feel like there's no control over your life anymore. Everything externally is controlling it, like um, work commitments or the amount of things on your to-do list, obviously children and looking after them and you know different things that you've got to remember for them. Um, so just when you feel like you don't have any control or autonomy over your own life. And this depersonalization means that um, in extreme cases of burnout, people just kind of like detach themselves from reality and, you know, they just kind of drift about a bit and don't really, aren't really present in the day-to-day -day actions of life. Something else you might have heard about recently is quiet quitting. So this is a new term that I've heard and it does come up in conversations about burnout as well. And it is, you know, when people are thinking about um, preventing burnout, it's like quiet quitting is when you decide that you're not going over and above anymore within your job role and this obviously is in every industry across the world. We read loads of things about the great resignation when people were resigning from work after the pandemic, decided that they wanted to do something completely different and now uh, we're moving into this kind of phase where there are people are starting to talk about this quiet quitting and it just like I said not bare minimum, doing the work that you have to do and that you're being paid for, but not going above and beyond the expectations or, you know, providing extra resources from your own, um, you know, your own bank of resources or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one to think about. And I think that's maybe an episode in itself in future, quiet quitting and thinking about the reasons behind why someone might quiet 
be quietly quitting <laughs> and that's something that um, employers and industries and companies need to look at um, if this is something that they feel is maybe taking hold within the workplace why is that because it's often there's external factors for employees why that could be happening so thinking about how to prevent burnout now this is um, what I was saying earlier on it's a really good time if you're a teacher at the beginning of term one, this is a really nice term. And I know I've spoken to a lot of my teacher friends this week. I've managed to meet up with people for coffee and catch-ups. And it's just been so nice to see everybody and just hear how they're all getting on. And everybody is more or less says the same thing. It's been a great time. It's been so lovely to see the children. But the pace is fast already, <laughs> you know. And this is at home in Scotland. This is there's friends in England I've spoken with that are just getting ready to go back. And the pace is picking up. And obviously people across the UAE have been speaking with them as well. So it's always the same at the beginning of the year. It's a real buzz about the time and it's exciting. It's so nice to see the kids and catch up with them all. But the pace, you know, you hit the ground running. So for teachers especially, this is a good time to sit and think about when you're feeling well, how are you going to prevent burnout this year? Um, or if you've never experienced burnout, I'd like you to get in touch with me and tell me what you do never to experience burnout. So we know the obvious ones. These are the ones that always fall first for me, diet and exercise. So um, some people use exercise as their, it's really important to them to feel well. So there are people who consistently exercise for their mental health, for their physical well-being, people that go to gym classes or really, like we talked about in other episodes, have set protected time where they do this. And I take my hat off to you. I just wish I could be one of those people and <laughs> I'm working on it. But for me, exercise at the minute looks like a walk outside for 40 minutes. And the last few times I've been out, I've just had my flip-flops on. I haven't even committed to putting on my trainers. <laughs> I've just had flip-flops, been out a casual stroll, easing myself in gently. But it's been enough to feel like I'm moving my body. Hopefully I'm going to build on that week by week, start introducing more yoga classes and different things. But that would always be the thing that would fall first for me. Now, as would diet. If you live in the UAE, and I know that this is the same in other places as well, but for some reason within the UAE, like all the um, food delivery companies, it's just far too easy <laughs> to have something delicious dropped at your door in 20 minutes, you know, and I was in a real kind of bad habit of ordering like twice a day, you know, and especially at the weekend because I just had no energy to find a recipe that something that I really wanted to make, go to the shop, get the ingredients, cook, you know, I was really bad for that. Um, so my diet did suffer, you know, and for me there was weight gain and, you know, becoming um, uncomfortable in my clothes, things like that. So to help myself, like prevent myself from burning out, um, definitely something that I'm putting in place now while um, my, my work day is a bit quieter at the minute I'm still building up my client caseload and um, making sure that I'm eating well so I still allow myself the odd treat but I will make sure that I kind of plan out what I'm going to have during the week so maybe on a Sunday I'll just sit while I've got a tv show on and I'll just have a notebook and uh, pen and just really briefly map out some ideas and that for me helps kind of prevent burnout in a way because I feel organized and prepared 
and planning out what I'm going to have and what I'd like to cook and things like that. So diet and exercise is always a big one, but just really think about what can you do to work fast and work smart to have these things prepared so that it's just taken out of the equation and it's preventative in the sense that it kind of buys back time for you to do other things. Obviously, sleep is a huge one. Now, this is something that I think I've really struggled with the last couple of years because um, my new place that I moved into in December 2019 um, was right next to a brand new massive skyscraper hotel in the marina. So, I mean, it's lovely, but they worked throughout the night and they still do. You know, at times you'll hear someone drop a hammer at like 3am. So it really did impact my sleep and I'm not one that wants to wear... um, would you call them earplugs? I've just got a kind of nervous thing about, well, what if I don't hear the fire alarm, you know, because I'm here myself. So it's just um, something to think about. How can I make sleep better for to prevent burnout? So what I actually started doing at the times that I just felt so exhausted, I would um, allow myself to rest when I needed to. And it sounds so simple, but we're so guilty of pushing through, keep going. So within the last few months, um, especially when I went home at Scotland, if I needed a nap, I just had a nap. (laughs) It's like something I've never done as a teacher would be to go home, have a nap and then start working again. I just would keep going till I did what I needed to do, till I was happy enough that the next day I could pick up where I left off. But more recently, to prevent burnout, I've just decided that if you need rest, you take it, you know, and that's how I become productive and can hold off burnout because I'm able to make sure that I've had enough rest. One of the other things to kind of help prevent burnout, and I do have to say, I think I was pretty guilty of not doing this one, was reaching out and asking for help. You know, within the workplace, you'll have teams, managers, supervisors, your group leaders, whatever it might be. Um, and I would say throughout most of my teaching career, to be honest, like I'd say at least like 10 years, um, I wasn't really very good at reaching out to say, you know, um, I need help or I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I'm not sure what to do. Because quite often we don't want to A, admit to ourselves that we're struggling with anything because it's almost perceived as like a sign of weakness, which by the way, it really isn't. And also it's that fear of judgment from other people that everyone else seems to be managing so I better just not say anything you know and that's probably something that can really be to the detriment of yourself including your mental health so I was definitely guilty of that before and it's something that I know moving into my next career uh, the work that I'm doing now it's something that's at the forefront of my mind like I, I don't want to allow myself to ever feel that overwhelmed where I lead towards burnout so I'll make sure that I've got um, time to ask someone for help if needs be. Something else that was really interesting that I read about teachers specifically, it was those teachers that actually work on their own emotional intelligence, and this research from 2009, were less likely to burn out and experience emotional exhaustion. So increasing EQ or emotional intelligence is a huge preventer of burnout is something that you know I could probably do another episode on EQ to be honest because there's it's just massive again but there's so much to talk about and really 
making space for your emotions and getting in touch with them and feelings and expressing them and understanding them, sitting with them and also developing emotional intelligence in the context that you're in can really support from this research, it says, you know, teachers specifically that were less likely to burn out, which is interesting. Another thing to kind of help prevent burnout, and I don't feel like I've ever really done this, so <laughs> I feel a bit like a hypocrite telling you to do this, but again, it's something that I'm aware of now and something I'd perhaps take into the future with me, is saying no, you know, um, if your capacity is at its limit within whatever workplace that you work in or school or whatever it is, if you're Um, at the minute you know at that time feel like you're at maximum capacity with the things that you have to do often would feel really guilty about saying no to other people but if you're able to professionally have that dialogue and explain why that you feel unable to do that thing that you're being asked to do at the minute you know hopefully like leaders would be able to um you know have that conversation with you and think about a better way or a solution to, to to the problem so it's a tough one but it's <laughs> something to consider also another way to think about um preventing burnout is sometimes you just have to do good enough you know and there's this real sense of and I do feel this is particularly in the UEE I've got friends that work in different industries um, and also within education there's this striving for perfectionism and providing excellence and to be consistently outstanding all the time you know and there are some days that children who are at school um, people that work in the office managers in supermarkets you know in every place there are days where some days it will just have to be what you do is good enough to do what needs to be done but it's not a hundred percent there's no physical emotional and mental way you can as a human run at a hundred percent capacity all the time and that is when people are striving to do that that's what leads to burnout so some days it has to be 80 percent effort 20 percent not you know 20 percent rest think about it rather than always trying to give a hundred percent some days will be 70 30 some days will be 80 20 and yeah you will have those days that a hundred percent like i really gave my all today and i was really feeling great about it i felt well enough to give a hundred percent um you know and become energized because of that rather than feeling burnt out So thinking about ways that you can regain control, like we talked about before, sometimes um, burnout can mean that people feel they've lost control of different aspects of their life. Sit and thinking about what things are you able to control that can help you prevent burnout. So you can control diet, you can control exercise, you can't control um, a colleague that you don't see eye to eye with, but you can control and be prepared for different ways to manage the conversations that you have that typically could add to burnout or previously have. So there's a lot to consider about, you know, things that you have got control of. And the other one that's really obvious, but again, I was saying to teachers before, this is something that's really important to map out and do when you feel well, is make sure that you've got that protected time to have breaks throughout the day. 
you know, I don't want to um, upset anyone by saying like something that I've really enjoyed about my new job is being able to, you know, pop to the bathroom when I like and have a cup of tea when I like without it getting cold and all those things. But really making sure within your working day, whatever industry you're in, um, but also, of course, in education, making sure that you've got time throughout the day to have a physical break where you eat something and you rest for a while and then um, a mental break. And that can even just be a three minute breathing space exercise in your cupboard with the door shut. Obviously not the children unattended like going wild. I just if there's someone that can look after them or you know if you take yourself off to an outside side area you've got airpods in have a three minute breathing space you know to kind of care for your mental well-being also throughout the day so there you go a little bit about burnout and hopefully lots of ways to prevent burnout because inevitably there are pockets throughout your year where you might begin to start noticing the symptoms so This episode really is offering things to kind of try and when you're feeling well, it's the beginning of term or I'm not sure in the financial year what stage it's at or which quarter we're in. Is it four, three? But thinking about what you can do to prevent burnout, especially if you are feeling well, now is the best time to think about that. Like always, I love to finish with a little quote. And when I was reading a lot about burnout and I came across this one and it's just really nice. I just thought it was really succinct and kind of sews up everything neatly um, for the end of this episode. And it's from the Dalai Lama. If you feel burnout setting in, if you feel demoralised and exhausted, it is best for the sake of everyone to withdraw and restore yourself. thank you so much for being here I never actually thought I'd ever be able to pull a podcast together tech wise so the fact that I have and the fact that you've listened to it just means the world thank you so much do leave a review if you can and also I'd be so grateful if you could share with anyone that you think might be interested teachers people looking for a career change or anyone that's interested in the well-being themes that we've talked about here thank you so much reach out to me on social media at mindful miss green I'd love to talk to you and hear any thoughts comments comments or questions and visit my website mindfulnessgreen.com for loads of free resources and also if you're interested in coaching or any of the education and school programs that we've got going on at the wellbeing centre do get in touch take care be well and thanks again so much